Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hey, hey. This week, we'll be discussing the horror classic, April Fool's Day, starring... Whatever. Some people. The some chick Am- from Valley Girl. The chick from Valley Girl. Biff from uh, Back to the Future. Uh, uh, one of uh, Rhino and Neil's crazy sons. Yeah. Tatum O'Neill's brother. Uh, and some others who you may mm-hmm. not recognize. Somebody Very from sad. Leprechaun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the handsome Pater guy is also in this one. Oh, and uh, the girl from uh, Friday the 13th Part 2. Uh, all-star cast all-star cast go ahead and go to our page on facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die go to our page on twitter at t podcast tw die email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at gmail gmail we are on spotify google podcast apple podcast etc etc like share subscribe rate for goodness sake and Aaron, you are also on Twitter. The Cult of Aaron. So check it out. Aaron, it, give us the I, 30... Uh, yeah, something to say. I'm, I got something to say. Jump in. Go for I, it. I also want to mention that we're on day six of California coronavirus lockdown. Boom. Good times. So we should be really upping the, the number of uh, reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Give us the 30-second synopsis of April Fool's Day. Uh, Preppies go to uh, Bar Harbor, which is up in Maine, uh, for a weekend of of college shenanigans, and everything goes wrong. Or did it? The end. (laughs) (laughs) It is every stereotype you would have dreamt of from the 80s. It is the B cast from every 80s movies. They basically hired a whole bunch of actors that look almost like people that were successful actors in the 80s. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, that's basically the, the long and the short of this. There was a, a, a Robert Downey Jr. look-alike. I mean, it was the Outsiders B team. <laughs> the, the Outsiders, exactly. Sad well, it's very eighties. Oh, if yeah. there's ever a character named Chaz, you know it's the eighties. Uh, it, Chaz Palminteri, <laughs> also from the eighties. Yeah, uh-huh, see, <laughs> I, 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 the whole time I was thinking the Muffy. The yep. chess that's all out of the uh, the preppy handbook. Oh, absolutely! It's very you're right. The, the The main character's name is Muffy. Not ironically. Yeah. Not Muffy, ironically. Muffy and what else? Duffy or Buffy? Buffy, Buffy. and Buffy. And yep. you know what? In the eighties, I never knew a Buffy or a Tuffy. <laughs> Tuffy. <laughs> well, you had Buffy and Hildegard from Bosom Buddies. You but I never that. actually knew anyone with those names. Those were not. always the stereotype names in the 80s. But in my life, I've never known an actual Muffy or Buffy. I think that they were trying to establish this is kind of a less than zero situation where it's like they're the very rich uh, kids going to Vassar. You know what I'm saying? So there's kind of a cultural uh, issue here, kind of different uh, case casts if you it, will it was less than zero but no one's on drugs no there wasn't or that so, interesting quite or that interesting <laughs> we meet muffy she is getting ready for a party i guess at her family's ancestral island yes they own the whole gd island now, now uh, correct me yes. vassar is in massachusetts where is vassar I have no idea. I went to San but Diego why State. Why the hell are they all the way up? Well, it's, it, I'm sure it's similar qualities of San Diego State. It's the exact same thing. Didn't Hillary Clinton go to Vassar? That wouldn't shock me. I don't know. It's what in New York. So they, they went from New York up to Maine for the weekend. That seems far, but I don't really know geography. Although it was filmed on Vancouver. So... While while they were going there, I thought it looked kind of, uh, yeah, Yeah, it's questionable. 
It's it's something. So she's getting ready for the party, and we we quickly meet the whole cast of characters, some of whom have known Buffy for years, and some who are basically strangers. Yes, I took an econ class with her last semester. Yes, I took a drama class with her last semester. And they've known her for years, but here comes, oh, this is my distant cousin, Skip. Which will make no sense as the movie progresses. This is what I I was found very confusing. So they're going all off to spend a weekend with their friend who they apparently don't really know. Well, some they've talked about, again, some of the people are like, we... We all know each other, other, but we're all not so sure about our host. Which is, no, it's like Archie uh, used to date a Muffy, and Kit acted like she's known her for years, and Nikki acted like they've known her for years. So these are all very 80s names. Uh, Chaz, the only ones who don't seemingly know anybody are Skip, the distant cousin, You've got Harv, the econ guy who's kind of a social climber. Harv was never a name. Was that the fake Jimmy Stewart? Yes. He was his name was Hal. That was that was driving me a little bit crazy. Yeah, he's the social climber. He he wants to get in good with Muffy because she's rich. Right. Um and then Nan. Nan, who was in the drama class with her one time. Yeah, these are all East Coast preppy names and i grew up on the west coast so these are some some archetype 80s people that we only learned about on tv that's correct so (laughs) oh goodness so we've got we got a full gang there like i said harvey or just harv uh you got nikki you got nan uh rob rob is the only one there who has a, a relatively normal sounding name he's with kit now, I did know a Chaz, and I did know a Rob. I think Rob's uh, not an 80s name. Rob no. is Rob. is Rob. How many girls did you know named Kit? None. And how many girls did you know named Nan? None. No, all, not my, too many. all my Nancys were Nancy. I didn't even know any Nancys. Nancy Drew? That's about <laughs> as good as it gets for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My friend Nancy Drew and I would get into all kinds of hijinks. We'd spy a lot on the Hardy Boys. That's correct. (laughs) Uh, Arch and Skip. Come on, Arch. Nobody names her kid Archie. Where's Betty and Veronica? This movie was made in 1986, by the way. Yeah, these people are my age. These people are my age. So Arch and Skip, who we discover, have Mm. never met any before. I do know a Skip. I, do, I do know a Skip. I know no Skips. And his first name is actually Leslie. Oh, How about Jesus. that? I think you go with Skip at that stage of the game. Uh, they've So again, Arch and Skip have never met each other before. Let the record show. And yet mm-hmm. the first time we meet them, they're thick as thieves. So much so that they're like plotting like April Fool's jokes on yeah. each other. Or they on seem everybody. like, like fr- little frat buddies. Right. Long time what... friends. Yeah. No. They've never met before today. Never met before. So they, they all gather, the whole gang, gather. That's, that's the gift of alcohol, I think. <laughs> well, they're just, they're just getting on the GD ferry <laughs> to go to the island, for God's sakes. They do some bizarro uh, April Fool's prank where Arch throws a switchblade at Skip. And Skip goes, oh, my God, and he's been stabbed. Oh, no, April Fool's. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is, this is all going to be bad. This is all, it's all fun and games until you stab your friend. Exactly. So <laughs> Skip falls into the water, stabbed, so we think. And Rob jumps in. Uh, Buck, the ferryman assistant, also is this, in. is this the River Sticks? What is this? It's something. And they try to rescue. They rescue Skip uh, to discover, oh, no, it was all a big joke. So the, this is setting the tone for, for uh, what they can look forward to the entire evening. Sadly, oh, yeah. though, when the ferryman's pulling into <laughs> the dock, poor old Buck gets squished. 
Uh, oh my god! No, yeah. no, no! I don't need to. I, I, I'm still in the water from sta- uh, saving your stabby friend who is yeah. faking me out. But no, 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 no! Even though I've already shown you that the ferry will smash as hard as it can into the pier because yes. the captain is a drunk. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put myself between the barge or uh, the ferry and the pier and, and just kind of raise my arm up because that's how we do it in Maine. Exactly. No. So <laughs> it was so retarded. He gets he gets uh, let's just say massive head wound. His eyeball seems to be dangling out. Everyone's horrified. Skip feels awful. It's one of those, uh, like one of those stress balls, but the one with the eye, we squeeze him, his eyes pop out. That's That's basically, that's poor Buck now. He's been, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so the ferryman. How about they pull him out of the water and literally just throw him into the dinghy? I noticed that too. They throw him, they they toss his corpse, (laughs) although not dead. Into the back of the only other boat on the island and whisk it and, away. And he was like trying to fight him the whole time. Didn't yeah, seem like he was screaming and swinging. I'm like, what's that? What kind of injury did you have? This seems more like a brain damage or something. I don't know. It, it was a bad situation. <laughs> so the ferryman leaves. Uh, Constable Potter's there. He's got to take the other boat. Uh, they drive. They drive Buck to the hospital on the mainland, I guess, at this stage of the game. Good Lord. And then their their fun weekend's off to a heck of a start. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Let me tell you. And we also start to learn some things about the characters. Nikki is kind of, let's say, a little free and easy. She, You know, five minutes onto the, uh, the, the ferry, she's, like, stripping down, getting some rays. Harv comes up. For some two, the two-minute boat ride. Yes. Two minute boat ride. Harv comes up with his his down home accent and starts making all sorts of inappropriate conversations. To yeah, poor Nikki. it was it was pervy Jimmy Stewart. It was pervy like, Jimmy Stewart. Exactly <laughs> what it was. It was awful. That doesn't go down smooth. No. And, and again, Nikki is with Chaz, who's kind of you know he's got the the sunglasses on. He's got the uh, the video camera. It's very eighties. He's filming everything. Hey, what's going on? I He's wish not- they had one of those giant uh, video recorders like we, we used to jam back in the 80s. Exactly. With a, with a giant cassette that you'd slide in. <laughs> exactly. Now, now Chaz, he has. Help me because I get confused. Is Chaz the dude from Back of the Future? No, that's Arch. Okay. Arch, again, the whole ride was playing the uh, uh, Switchblade game with Skip. For some bizarre reason. What is wrong with boys? They do shit like that. They do. They absolutely do. do stuff like that. Uh, Rob and Kit are to the side kind of talking about their relationship and the future because they're about to graduate. And Rob does not come from money. So he's he's he doesn't seem to come from smarts either. Does not. I get, it's a very I get sad any, any criticism from the the college counselors, and now I've given up my dream. Uh, what's <laughs> the point? The best, that is the best what's thing. What's the point? He's he, evidently he's getting good grades in all his pre med classes, but he goes and talks to the counselor, and the counselor says, "Let me get this right. You have a lack of seriousness." Yeah. Therefore, you should become a garbage collector. I mean, I don't know what. Hey, that's a union job, brother. (laughs) Well, it's sort of like, she's like, yes, you have straight A's in all your pre-made classes. And yes, you took all the entrance exams with flying colors. But your notable lack of seriousness suggests you should. The world needs ditch diggers, too. I don't know what the story is in the state of the game. I believe that's what mom and dad used to tell us. They, they, the phone company always needs operators, and they'll, the world always needs ditch diggers. Pretty much. It's a sad situation. Um, and apparently that counselor was spot on, because the, the first bump on the road, he completely gives up. He, but he's not, uh, I don't know, lack of seriousness suggests he should be kind of a jokester. I he don't, well, not, he's not a jokester. He is not even a little bit. No. Not even a little bit. He is truly a snowflake who melted in the sun, though. It's a sad situation. So after Buck's untimely uh, wounding, they all, you know, find their uh, their rooms in the mansion. Uh, Buff- or Muffy meets them. And, so, you know, 
each room has got some weird stuff in it. There's like S&M stuff in one of the drawers in, uh, in Nikki's room. There's weird newspaper clippings of like car accidents. I, that's, I saw like, what the hell? The fog kills six. Right. Like, and he pulls it off and like stares at it. Right. And, and when like, Chaz walks into his room, freaking clipping, you know, no. it was all sorts of weird clippings. And Chaz walks into his room by mistake and Harv guilty conscience. Joe sweeps all the clippings into his, his sock drawer and slams the door shut. What? What did I do? Oh. Is this a Chappaquiddick reference? It's something. <laughs> it's something. Nan goes into a room and hears a baby crying, a recording of a baby crying. So they, they wanted to give you the idea. It was like, I know what you did last summer. It's, it's absolutely. I know what you did last summer. They all have some dark, dirty secret, evidently. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, they go to dinner and people are talking about things. And that's when Kit spills the beans that Rob may not be going to med school in the fall because of his lack of seriousness. Rob's very upset about it. That's right. Honey, you spilled I'm the too beans. Ser- I, I'm not, I'm not serious, serious enough. enough. Uh, she she needs to he, she needs to cut that deadwood loose. Let it drift well, away. Well, that's, that's later in the movie. She's like, oh, honey, I'll love you no matter what. And he's like, that's what you say now. What about in a year when I'm poor and I'm working at a gas station? Yeah, because those are your two no, options. That's, it. that's all you got. <laughs> very sad. Uh, Arch is falling out of his chair because there are trick chairs. There's a lot of April Fool stuff going on here. Like hundreds of trick, tri- trick chairs. But only, they only affect Arch. Evidently, no matter what room he goes into, there's at least one uh, uh, trick chair. People are drinking champagne, and of course, they're trick champagne glasses. They're dribble, they're dribble cups. So it's yeah. it's a lot of April Fools' wackiness ensues. Uh, Skip, moment he gets to the island, gets a bottle of booze, and tells Nan, "Oh, you know, it must be easy if you if you're a poor son, because what can your father do? He can't disinherit you." Very sad. He goes off and just drinks himself. And then we never, I mean, he wanders into the boathouse by himself. He misses dinner. Well, he cut up a little leaf on the dock. What the hell was that? I thought he was looking for weed. I don't know what was happening at that stage of the game, but it made no goddamn sense. So Skip, you know, lamenting, I guess, because he's the distant cousin, quote unquote, uh, Mm -hmm. of Muffy, who's due to inherit the island when she turns 21 uh, five years ago. Uh, <laughs> but, but evidently Skip is lamenting it because he's, he's not going to get his inheritance. I, I don't know what the story is, but he's, he's boozing it up until he gets attacked by somebody. First, it's a cat. No, not the, the cat. Somebody else attacks him from behind. <laughs> so Skip is no longer with us. So there, there's murder. There's murder going on, evidently. And based on what we know, that makes no sense. Based on what we know at the well, end, <laughs> that scene makes no sense. There's a lot sense. of not making sense in this, but we're going to talk about this because, again, we don't want to spill the beans yet. Uh, so, All right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, Nikki and Chaz are sharing a room and are doing some kind of bizarro tantric Love making that just looks more painful than erotic. <laughs> it looked very complex. I hope they had a guide for that. I don't know whose leg belongs to who. It was very upsetting. It was like octopuses having sex. It, it was. It was. Arch, Arch tries to throw a shot at, uh, uh, at poor old Muffy. Muffy gives him the, sh- the cold shoulder. So he immediately is like, okay, well, I'm going to take a shot at Nikki. Oh, she's obviously busy. I guess I'm going to my room. He he literally was like a rapist. He was Harvey Weinstein wandering from room to room looking for people. There to weren't grow. that many people in this place. They didn't invite that many people. Oh, then he jumped into bed and was like, well, do what men do with their fake homosexual wrestling. Oh, baby, let's have a sausage party. <laughs> Another thing that always confuses me what men do that women do. There was not. a lot of that. There was a lot of Arch, and first it was Skip, then it was Arch and, and uh, Chaz kind of jokingly suggesting that they are, that they're gay lovers, jokingly. Men like to pretend to have sex with other men when they are not homosexuals, or maybe they're not. But I was in a sorority, 
And we did a lot of things with the fraternity. And yes, they were always trying to hump each other. What What's going on with that? It was big Tell in the me, 80s. Boy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it was just that decade. Is that it? In the 80s. Um, but five minutes into <laughs> the arrival, we know Kit's with Rob. So that's one girl. Nikki is, is with Chaz. However, every other dude doesn't seem to give a damn. And is constantly throwing <laughs> shots at old Nikki, who's wearing like, I yeah. mean, look, I love my denim jacket more than most. She's wearing all denim and at one point has like a doily wrapped around herself. It was the most bizarre. I, look, I was very young in the 80s. You not so much. So maybe you could explain. Not so much, man. I, my 80s were my entire high school and college world. Sweet Lord. <laughs> All the way up to when I got married. That's what happened in that day. Did you wear a lot of giant doilies? That's all I want to know. That was the weirdest thing. Because I was like, does she have giant doilies on? The rest of the clothing rang true. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not familiar with reading Seventeen magazine. Knee socks, yes. Bass penny loafers, yes. Giant doily on my uh, jacket, not so much. Not so much. Man, it's a vaster thing. Who's to say? Yeah. Who's yeah. to say? So next morning, people are just kind of doing their thing, having a ball. Uh, old there Rob. There was a troll making breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they do. That's what they do. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, who the hell is that? Is it Nell coming from the, from the woods? <laughs> yes. For some reason. <laughs> Buffy went, or should be Muffy went to bed, normal Muffy, and the next morning she wakes up a different person. Basically, her hair is all different, her clothes are all different. She's got wild eyes. She they talk about she's wearing hospital shoes. Yeah, uh, and she no still one, knows everyone's name though. Yes, but no one comments on it for three quarters of the movie. People are just like I mean, whatever. Later they kind of say that is weird. She's acting entirely different. Than the way she's acted the entire time I've known her. Now, so, some of the people only met her last week. But there I was least... going to say, I mean, it makes sense if you don't really know the person. But you can't tell if this is their best friend or a stranger. Right. There's a lot of that. Rob and Kit go to the boathouse. And in the slats... Yeah, because wouldn't you rather have sex in an old uh, uh, splinter-infested diesel smelling boathouse or the freaking bed that you have in this house i mean they have doors they have locks but they're a little bit more adventurous let's just say that. i guess so i guess so, so they start getting down to business and skip's corpse floats underneath and they all because they're, they're big slats in the floor of the boathouse so you can literally look over and you see his like green face looking at you they scream and flip out. They can't find the body, but everybody's like, okay, well, it's, it's probably an April Fool's prank. Let's all split up and look. Now, not everybody goes. Some people are like, I didn't know him that much. I'm cool sitting here playing skip bow. How about yeah. <laughs> who gives a? <laughs> who gives a? So Rob goes and looks in one direction. Chaz goes and looks in another direction. Arch is like, I will take the haunted forest. By myself. <laughs> so he's wandering through the forest, calling, skip, skip, skip. Nobody's answering. But they keep showing this coiled snake for some reason. Coiled and, snake. And, and let me just tell you, I looked it up. There are no poisonous snakes in Maine. Just saying. What about Vancouver? It is, it is yeah. a hotbed of serpent activity. It's, my it's Jurassic Park up there. <laughs> it's damn Jurassic Park. <laughs> so... Arch gets steps into a trap or something and gets hoisted yeah, up upside like, down. It's like a rabbit stare. It was like, bang. He's hoisted upside down right next to the snake, which is kind of trying to get at him. Did you notice whenever they showed the feet and never showed the snake, the ground moved every time somebody walked on it. It would be like two totally different sets. When it was, here's Skip hanging from the tree, like, we're showing the forest. That's obviously the forest. But when you see feet walking around, it's obviously a set. And it's a set. It's like it's a raised set. So I didn't even put that together. Go back and watch it if you're so inclined. When I, the am, I am not. <laughs> so you see these feet come up and approach Skip. He has a horrifying face. Um, the person kicks the 
snake to the side. And that- yeah, supposedly this poisonous viper, you just kick him aside. Kicks it aside along with the dirt and the grass revealing planks. <laughs> So that's good. That's, that's high production value. So we don't see Skip or we don't see Arch anymore. Arch is now missing. No one goes to look for Arch though, Sally. They're like, where's Arch? I don't know. So Sally, there's like three people, and there's no way off the island. No way off the island. All the boats are gone. Uh I think it's Kit, or should be Rob, is now like, I'm worried about that dude that we horribly disfigured yesterday. I'm gonna call the hospital and find out what's going on. Uh-huh. Because now they're thinking Buck is back to get his revenge, even though he was horribly mutilated 12 hours ago. So he's yeah. not going anywhere except to the ICU. Okay, yeah. he's, he's feeling good enough to go kill a whole bunch of people. To, to swim from the mainland, because again, no boat. <laughs> and then start murdering the people. So that's, that's their working theory. Of course, with this one good eye. With this one good eye. So, so no depth perception either. <laughs> Basically. So he Rob calls Constable Potter. He's like, no, no, no. Buck's uh, horribly mangled. So, yeah, he's not going anywhere. I've been with him all day. Evidently, there's no crimes in, in town. So I've been hanging out with Buck all day. Uh, and evidently, he slips Rob a warning. Watch Muffy. Don't trust anybody. Look out. So now they're like, well, what's what do you mean? You know, should we even though Muffy, our lifelong friend, is acting wildly different? We should start watching her. Okay. Crazy and wild-eyed and dressing like like an old nun. Like exactly. Something's wrong. Her hair looks totally different. It's like a totally different style. Yeah. We're not going to ask any questions though. Very sad. Uh, now the pipes are are jacked up, right? It, it, it was like uh, strawberry jam was coming out, but nobody mentioned it. So it wasn't that they said the water wasn't working. There was like red jam flowed well, out, they, and everybody was like, huh. They said, uh, well, sometimes the main line breaks. It happens. And, and becomes jam. And becomes jelly. <laughs> uh, luckily. Must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> she says, <laughs> luckily we have a well. So why don't you get a bucket of water for some reason? I think somebody just wanted to wash their hands. But now we're going to get a, bu- a bucket of water. Nikki's like, I'll do it. And Harv's like, hey, honey, I'll do that with you if you don't mind their sweet- sweetness. So they walk <laughs> down there and, <laughs> oh, God. So she's like, you get the water, Harv. You're on a farm. He's like, I know you think I'm some kind of hick. And then he gives the most immortal <laughs> line. He sidles up next to her. He's like, but I'd really love to plow your field. Oh, that was so disgusting. It was, it was, was vile. So disgusting. It was vile. So he drops the bucket into the well, down into the dark depths below. And Nikki is like, okay, tough guy, why don't you go down there and get the bucket? And he's like, I ain't going down there. And so she's like, fine, I will. All she's out of pounds her god, of me. Yeah, she's out of her goddamn mind. And chivalry not being dead. He lets her. He's like, go ahead. Have it. Go ahead. Uh-huh. You do oh my this. God. He kind of like gives like a cursory kind of, no, 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 you shouldn't. But make no mistake, he's not running down there. He's not like, oh, fine, I'll do it. He's like, no, 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 you got this. Yeah, exactly. So, she, so she goes, and luckily there's like some kind of rungs that lead down into the well. So she goes down to the, to the well. The rungs pull out of the wall, and she splashes into the water. Which which made no sense later on. So it it can't support her her four foot eleven ninety eight pounds. No, but whatever the hell he is, six foot five two ten. Yeah, exactly. He uh, so she splashes down in there and promptly discovers not one but two floating heads. Oh my god! It's like uh, dead people iced tea down there. It is. You don't want to drink that water. It's a stew. Just basically cut some carrots, cut some onions, oh. you're good to go. So, oh. yeah, so there's she it's apparently uh, Skip's green head and Arch's green head. She's screaming, help, help. Harv also calls for help. Does yeah. not make hey, much of an hey, effort hey. to go get her for a while. Yeah. He's thinking about it. They're new slacks. He, what do you want? He is. Not, he is not having sex with her with his for this lack of bravery. <laughs> so she's splashing around there. Eventually, Nan's body pops up. Splashing earlier, 
she was off crying by herself because evidently there was some abortion issue that was her deep dark secret and that's why the crying baby affected her so hey you can put a tape recorder in half the college women's dorm rooms you'll get somebody running out crying. we don't see men ever get attacked she's just by herself crying and then so it's a little confusing when you see her body suddenly floating at the bottom of the well eventually harv yeah. gets his act together climbs part of the way down and pulls her body out uh so now they're like oh goodness this is a problem this is a problem we're dropping like flies here we've lost it's a freaking big problem and now i'm touched with cootie juice oh god and it's like the ring i kept waiting for the lid to go on top of the well it's a sad situation it's a sad situation harv is quickly like where do you keep your guns to which she says <laughs> we don't have any guns on this island old muffy there, there See, are no that guns didn't ring on true this to island me. You know, Maine's a rural state. There's probably a lot of hunters and stuff up there. To me, that that seemed false. Well, for whatever the reason, there's no guns. Except, of course, Harv brings a gun with him. He pulls a 30 out out of his suitcase. Then why was he asking for guns? More guns, I guess. (laughs) We need more guns. So they're starting to get concerned. We've got Harv. We've got uh, Kit and Rob. We've got Nikki and Chaz who are sitting around. We better stay together. We've got to stay together. That way, if there's a killer on the loose, we now, we're now we now starting to think it's Muffy because she is nuts. Now we acknowledge, hey, she's been acting crazy all morning. Perhaps it was rude to mention it earlier, but now I'm mentioning it, basically. And of course, yes, of course, there Muffy appears. Hey, what are you guys talking about? Ah. I'm going to go up to my room by myself. I'll see you guys later. So she scampers off. Yeah, that was, everything was bizarre. Everything was, it's my house. I'm going up to my room. (laughs) So she scampers off by herself. Uh, Two seconds later, right? They all split up. They all split up. Nikki is like, I'm leaving this place right now. So she goes up to pack. Chaz is like, I'm going to go up and reason with her. Uh, <laughs> I guess she starts packing, packing, packing. Rob and Kit are like, "Where's she going? Where's she going? She's packing, but where's she it's going?" It's literally like Gilligan's Island. How much did you possibly bring? She's got like <laughs> suitcases, like steamer trunks full of crap. She's packing up coconut radios and all of that. Chaz, not even a little bit concerned, starts making putting on like gimp masks, which are in. <laughs> oh yeah, gotta get the gimp. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, God. Before they go their separate ways, they're all talking about, it's weird that all of these things were in each of our rooms. And Nikki's like, yeah, and literally pulls out a handful of S&M stuff that she just carries with her. She's like, look what I found. Again, she's downstairs in the foyer. These were in my drawers upstairs. Good to, so you just carry them with you? Interesting. <laughs> I put them in my purse. I put them in my clutch. You don't know. You never I was a know. Girl Scout. You never know. Be prepared. Be prepared. So Chaz starts putting on the gimp mask, making comments, laughing. See, you never know when the gimp's going to arrive. You never know. (laughs) So she angrily goes to the bathroom to collect her toiletries. And she comes back and she finds Chaz still wearing the gimp mask, laying on her bed, holding his junk. She thinks he's fooling around because, after all... Once again, something all guys do all the time. What's that about? Tell me, my brother. That is, that is true. We do do that. <laughs> I don't have to wear a gimp mask for that, though. Let me tell you. Uh, that's optional. That's optional. So she thinks he's fooling around. Again, even though we know three people are dead. She was swimming with three dead people five minutes ago, but that's okay. She moves his hand to find the bloody... Uh, I don't Just a bloody patch. Where his junk used to be? <laughs> what, like a maxi pad? What do you mean a bloody pad? Lord knows. We do not explore any further. She turns around. Somebody's in the room. Smash cut. We don't see them anymore. Rob and Kit are like, we're going to go up to the attic to uh, look out the window so we can see the flare. Because the, the uh, constable is evidently going to be driving back at some point. And I'll shoot a flare from the dock so you know to come out. So we've had this flare this whole time, and they they couldn't have just shot that off? Well, no, the constable evidently has the flare, allegedly. 
So that's why they oh, go up there. Lord. So about this time, they start to figure things out because there's been a lot of like looking at pictures. Whoa, this is weird. There are twins in this picture. Why is that? Isn't Muffy an only child? How peculiar. So there's a lot of those moments. They, they leave poor Harv sitting on the stairs by himself. Good times. That's how we do. Um, up in the attic, they find like these Barbie dolls kind of lined up. Well, these Barbie dolls were at the dining table when they first got there. Right. And each doll was t- to represent each of the people. Of it, Alan. Right. Each of the, the people come to come for the weekend or whatever. And now, and by the way, there's there's five thousand people living in Bar Harbor. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. So you think the constable's free at night to come uh, rescue the people from the the uh, private island? I, I'm not sure how it works. I don't know what is the ratio in Mayberry to to uh, peace officers to villagers. I don't know. It's at least. Two to one. I mean, because you got Barney and you got Andy. So, anyway. <laughs> but then, didn't they deputize Goober? And Gomer. Yeah, they help out sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> Gomer had the Marine training. So, thank you. He did. And then and then he had that unfortunate uh, discharge. Nobody under 50 knows what the hell we're talking about. This is Andy Griffith's show. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, so up in the attic, they see the, the Barbie dolls. And the two that are meant to represent Nikki and Chaz are like dipped in blood. So they're like, oh, crap. Let's go check on them, make sure they're okay. Open the door. You don't really see much, but it's clear there's blood just splattered everywhere. Yeah. Like if a human body exploded, like, like, there like- wouldn't be quite this much. It's like a snail trail, though. It's everywhere. It's like, pow! So they go, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Um, Harv is now nowhere to be found, which is what happens when you leave, you know, people alone, when there's a killer on the loose. Good time. Mm-hmm. So, they, oh, good, good gravy. So they go out there, and they find the boat, right? So there is a boat there, but there are no keys. Crap, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah. Earlier in the movie. What are you going to do? Untie the freaking boat and go adrift. There's a killer on the loose. Don't they, aren't they required to have paddles or something? I don't know. I don't do know. Something. This is a, it's a foreign state. I don't know. So they remember earlier in the movie that Muffy had said, we keep a, keys on the keyboard, which is what they called, which is very confusing. The keyboard, the board of keys. Uh, the board of keys. Uh, in the kitchen somewhere. The master. So they run back to the house. The front door is now locked. But the uh, door to the basement or the window leading to the basement is open now. I don't, I don't know if I can live in a house with a the basement. There's too many murderous too, things. Too many murderous things. But here's the thing. If you're paying attention at the beginning of the movie when Muffy is setting things up in the basement, you see her open up that window. Is that Muffy? Who had the Jack in the Box at the beginning? That's Mu- uh, that's Muffy. Muffy was with the Jack in the Box. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Jack in the Box later because it has really it's pointless, but we'll we'll talk about that. So right. they climb is, in. Through is it the a red window. herring? It's a red herring. They go into. So now they're starting to figure out. Oh my God, they were twins, Muffy and Buffy, because they find like the you know. Here they are, their height at first grade or second grade or whatever. So now they go, yeah. oh, they were twins. And, of course, hidden behind. Well, they saw the picture of the twins. They Well, they saw, yes, they saw a photograph with two twins in it. But they were like that young children. Like boys. They look yes, like boys. That's correct. They had that kind of page boy haircut yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was very popular for uh, young Kevin Doherty. Let me tell you, back in <laughs> back in '82, I, I was rocking that. They called it the bowl cut, I think. Yeah, popular how, with the Stooges. That's how we do. So <laughs> they discover another decapitated head. This one belonging to belonging to Muffy. Oh my God, Muffy, she's dead. And then Buffy appears. She's the the crazy one who evidently didn't they find like some kind of medical report. Like, oh, Buffy's been in an insane in, asylum. In the boat, in the sheriff's boat, there was a That's ladder right. saying escaped, you know, lunatic on the loose. 
That's correct. So it was a sheriff's boat, which was unattended, evidently. Right. Uh, yeah. The, she was an escaped lunatic on the loose. And now she's chasing him around with a huge old, I don't know what it is, a machete? Some kind of... I don't know. Like, she's out <laughs> cutting the sugar cane. I don't know. It's something like that. Now, keep in mind, there's two of them, right? There's Kit and there's Rob. Rob's right. about 6'3", 230 of chiseled muscle. Yeah. And little Muffy Duffy Scruffy is about four two. If anyone yep. saw Valley Girl, you could pick her up. It's like a chihuahua and stuff it at her in your purse. But they're running from her like she is Jason. Yeah, they're she. They they get back into the kitchen. She's like, you know, pounding on the door, coming to get them. The knife is sliding through. Oh my God, where are the keys? Where are the keys to the boat? Find the keys! Oh my God, they're opening up all the drawers. Um, oh God, uh, Rob goes into the, the pantry, I guess, and it's spring loaded and locks behind him as so all he's pa- pantries are. I, I love you, baby. I love you. <laughs> so he hears, he hears, uh, Buffy chasing kid around the kitchen and on the dining room and he keeps cutting back to him going, run, run, <laughs> I love you, run. <laughs> so. Again, cutting back and forth. She, uh, oh God, Buffy's coming to get her. Uh, Kit backs up to the double doors, but for some reason doesn't want to go through them. She's like, I'd rather go- try to cut by you for some reason. I'm going to try to sneak around you with the knife instead of going through these two doors right behind me. Eventually, eventually Buffy's like, well, I'm, I'm going to have to stab you if you not open these GD doors. So she opens up the doors. <gasps> There's everybody. everybody, everybody, all the people who were murdered. Did you think? Did you think you were in like some other dimension? Because they were also all ignoring her. Right, that was the thing. So it cuts to they're all, all the people who've been murdered in the movie are just sitting there, look, reading the paper, chatting quietly, not acknowledging, not acknowledging. That you just ran in all sweaty. They don't even look up. No, don't even look up. Then Buffy comes up behind her with a huge knife, and then. Touches the end of it and it's spring loaded. It's a fake prop machete that she was chasing her around. And at this point, everyone laughs. <laughs> Points at her. Yeah, you've been running for your life for God knows how many hours at this stage of the game. <laughs> the whole movie's a fraud. It's a fraud. Nobody dies. There is no killer on the loose. It's just an elaborate prank. Kit takes it in stride. You guys. <sighs> Meanwhile, Rob is still pounding on the door in the pantry. I love you, Rod. At some point, you might want to let him know. Buck appears. And she doesn't. No. She sits her ass down on the couch with everybody no, else. No, she sits down, grabs a bottle of uh, champagne, starts slugging away. Meanwhile, I'll be slugging away. Meanwhile, exactly, in a different way. Uh, Buck's zombie corpse pops up behind uh, Rob. Rob turns around and punches him. Good. Punches him. And Buck pulls off his wound. It was all like elaborate movie makeup and releases Rob, sticks it on Rob's face himself. Rob runs in the room screaming, Kit, Kit. And he he is traumatized. He looks, Kit took it in stride. Rob looks like he needs to go for some counseling or something because he's having trouble. And he's going to be having some bad dreams for a long time. PTSD. And, And, that that just shows you that women are stronger. But let me tell you how this could have been a better movie. Oh, we're not, well, let's it's, let's finish the plot and then you can tell me how uh, it's better. For God's sake, go ahead. We discover everybody. Well, okay. Early on, the constable was in on it. I guess he didn't have any crimes to solve. Uh, the right. ferryman is in on it, and Buck, the ferryman's assistant, is actually a Hollywood makeup artist. So he was it just happens to be now. What we discover is that Skip, her long-lost cousin, was actually her twin brother. But even he was not in on the whole deal, right? He just knew I had to pretend I'm your long-lost cousin and to do the fake joke on, on right. the boat is all he knew. So all the, That's all all the lamenting and the, the boozing up, that was just something he was just going to do anyway, basically. <laughs> It made no sense. Exactly. And since he was in on it, why did he get attacked by himself with no he witnesses? He wasn't in on it house? at that point. He wasn't in on it at that point. 
So he at that point, moment essentially what happens is when she goes and quote unquote murders them, she now brings them in on the plot. Okay. But some right. of these people have to accept this reality as it's all a big practical joke and get on board in a matter of seconds. And- Everyone immediately gets on Immediate. board. There's nobody like, hey, man. Prank. Like, fuck you. You, you, you. I always hated you. Uh, none of no. that. Everybody, again, on board. Chaz, I swear to God, she has to come in and convince Chaz in 20 seconds. In the time it took uh, Nikki to go to the bathroom to collect her <laughs> to collect her yes. diaphragm or whatever she was doing in there. She pops out of the closet and goes, shh, 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 Chaz, it's all a big joke. Here, leave your mask on. I'm going to pour some grape jelly on your crotch. Just pretend you're dead. I'm going to hide in the closet again. Right? And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> he, he didn't even have to say anything. He just gave her the thumbs up and laid back down, I guess. Uh-huh. One by one, they all get on board with this plan. Okay? Uh, now, here's the question. Was, yes. was Nan acting with the whole baby crying thing? No, it accidentally triggered uh, some things. So that, that's what she said. She said, I just put random things, but it, it seemed to have actually triggered a few people. Yeah, but and here's the thing. Uh, when Nan goes to evil Buffy in disguise and basically says, how did you know? How could you do this to me? You think an Oprah's be like, hey, sorry, my bad. You know, it was all meant to be. You think she would break character at that moment? Does not. It's just the two of them. Does not. Does not break character. She, Muffy slash Buffy, is such a method actor. She's in character (laughs) 100% of the time, even when she's alone. Even when the door is closed, key Uh is locked, I'm staying in character. This is very important. Uh, And then the other thing about this, when you start seeing body parts floating around, my first time seeing this was like, God, those effects are so lousy. But were they supposed to be lousy? Because it's no. <laughs> what you? It was some. It was just eighties lousy. It was eighties lousy. No, I mean, they, it, it was supposed to be realistic. It was supposed to fool right. Them. So here's the thing. Bobby's like, I didn't just do this because I'm a dick. Although that was a fringe benefit of me doing it. Basically, right. when I turn 21, I will get this place. But my evil father will only give it to me if I can, you know, cover the the cost of running it i can pay, pay for it. it yeah so if i only if i can pay the taxes all that good stuff so what i'm gonna do is turn our ancestral home in kind of a bed and breakfast but with a twist it's a murder mystery bed and breakfast where yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah you're gonna get sued well but she says someone's gonna die she says well and that's what could should have probably happened again Harv had a gun Harv had a gun at any moment he could have just gone out blasting people Again, she says people who sign up for this will know that this is all part of the, the show, which you did not know. So at any moment, right. I could have been murdered by people thinking this is in self-defense, right? Yeah. Somebody could have put, picked up a chair and busted it over your effing head. Right. And they would have been within their rights. Absolutely. So there you have it. It's all happiness. Uh, we all forgive you. Let's drink this champagne. We're having a good time. Rob, why do you have that distant <laughs> look in your eye? What's wrong? Yeah. Uh, smash cut to uh, Muffy. No, she's Muffy. There is no Buffy. She goes into a room and there's a present waiting for her. She opens it up and it's the crazy music box. Earlier in the movie, like before the credits, she's down in the basement setting things up. And there's a scene where she takes an old music box off the dusty counter and she's kind of do, 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 do. and remembering birthdays from when she was young. Like, what does this have to yeah. do with anything? But then it pops instead of it being the the evil clown. It's it's like a dragon. I thought it was like an alien, like a uh, lizard, some kind of horrible. And she's like, who who's buying this Jack in the Box? And for who? <laughs> what child trying to give children nightmares? Perhaps. Well, quite frankly, a jack-of-the-box is very nerve-wracking. But again, now that we know the whole thing was it was a sham, then what is this all about? What is this bizarro-like, 
let me sit in the garage and play the music box or sit in the, the basement, play the music box. And no, no, the end makes no sense. What? What? So she opens it up, takes out the music box, opens it. Do, 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 and then the, the clown jumps out. Oh, it's frightening. And then Nan pops up behind her and slices her throat. Except it's also a gag. It was a it was a prop knife was that nan that i was couldn't nan. figure out who that was well, we're gonna explain because that now she looks like Catherine Deneuve with her hair slicked yes. back now they're lesbian lovers if that was part of it that was in the uh the final uh act that was cut we're gonna talk about this in behind the scenes any other observations before we move on with our lives let me let me look at well Quite frankly, it would have been a better movie if when the boyfriend came out of the pantry, he just walked up and chopped her head off. And everybody would have been like, what? That would have been the perfect ending. Right. Oh, Am I right or am I wrong? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. That's, that's the way I uh, agree. At one point, this is why it's so 80s. There's some stuff they did like on the women's side. I still don't understand why men do half the stuff they do. But they were doing the, the Cosmo quizzes. Yes. We used to do that all the time. Yep. The Cosmo always had these deeply dark, weird, sexual quizzes. And we, the girls would just sit around for hours <laughs> and, and give each other the Cosmo Look, quiz. Look, they weren't, as far as I know, they weren't deeply dark. Right? <laughs> they were just Fangoria or something. It was just Cosmo, for God's sakes. They were disturbing. Cosmo was all about that, sex. That is true. Cosmo was all about but as sex. As far as I know, it wasn't about deviant sex. Would you would you disagree with that assessment? Maybe it is. I don't we know. Were all, we were all virgins at the time, so it all seemed quite deviant. You may be right. At one point, I have to throw this in there. I was looking at my notes. When Nikki and Chaz go in the bedroom and he's wearing the gimp mask, she's very upset, as you might imagine. And he keeps saying, hey, lighten up. Lighten up. I know you were just swimming in the well with multiple dead bodies, by the way. So Nan, who they just quote unquote murdered off camera, they said, jump in the well, hurry, jump in the well and sit in there. I will send somebody out there later. And Nan's like, cool. I was a drama major. Yeah. One minute before she was upset about the abortion thing. Now she's like swimming in the well. Literally, and you looked down into the well and you didn't see anything. So she had to be down in there, what, with a like self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, just sitting under there holding, like holding her breath. Or I what? like to think she had one of those uh, diving bells, <laughs> right? Because you did not see anything down there at first. Uh, no. Meanwhile, they're dropping buckets and flashlights down on top of her. So she's a trooper. She's a real trooper. Anyway. But she had to be down there to release the heads one at a time. So she must have held her, her breath for about 10 Sweet minutes. Sweet Lord. But it was confusing because you're just like, who is this other dead body? Because they never gave like a big close up. She never said like, oh, Nan, no. <laughs> I know we just met five minutes ago. There was never that scene. <laughs> uh, oh, sweet Jesus. Any other bizarre observations before we hit behind the scenes? Oh, there was some Pocahontas reference, so of course I immediately thought Elizabeth Warren was also you, in the well. You love, I mean, hey, I love Elizabeth Warren, but you love Elizabeth Warren. Sweet Lord. Okay. Uh, now, that's all I have. Most of my, my, my notes are like, hey, that's the chick from Valley Girl. I hate Jimmy Stewart. What the hell is the fuck? Oh, and one time Biff Randall or whatever Arch. his name is. Did you notice that Arch had like shorts that were so short that his boxer shorts were sticking four inches below the shorts? Did you uh, catch hey, that? I'll, that's better than the alternative of something else hanging four inches. <laughs> oh, my God. I can tell you tales of, of the escape trousers. Do not. <laughs> the things I shouldn't have seen in my English class. Dear Jesus. Okay, so let's hit some behind the scenes. Please um, do. Let me just go past real quick. You've got the big star was Deborah Foreman, Muffy slash Buffy. You remember her? She was in right. Valley Girl. More importantly for me, she was in Waxwork, which we're going to have to do at some point. She was also in Real Genius. She was a real Very genius, smaller. but I love Valley Girl. Valley Girl's uh, the best. Okay, fine. For sure, for sure. She's a Valley Girl. <laughs> is that Moon Unit? Is that, That's, <laughs> that is it. Uh, you've got Skip was played by Griffin O'Neill, uh, the less talented of, uh, of uh, 
uh, of Pat, who the hell am I thinking of? Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill was her brother. Yes. Uh, you've yeah. got uh, who else? Ryan O'Neill uh, tried to take a shot at him. So they're they're strange. They're strange. Rob, we said was played by Ken Oland, who was also in Leprechaun, and who was in Summer School. Uh, Amy Steele played Kit. And she was most famous for being in Friday the 13th Part 2. She was the final girl in both movies. Interesting. Yeah. Everybody didn't do too much of uh, Arch was played by Thomas F. Famously. He's the big star. He was Biff in all of the uh, Back to the Future movies. So he's the big star of the show. Yep. So there you go. Good yep. times. Uh, originally, uh, this movie is actually... Very, very light on violence. They don't really show anything because they're not real deaths. So, right. so because of that, it's remarkably easy to show this on like the USA Network or one of those things up all night without having to do a whole right. lot of editing. Therefore, it became kind of a, uh, um, a cult film because of that. Now... And it's so goofy. It I mean, it's so goofy that it's so stupid it's kind of funny. Yeah. Where you could totally be one of these movies where you talk like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, where you can just talk through the whole thing and goof on the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Now, originally, there was an entirely different third act. After oh, it's Lord. revealed to be a big prank, uh, Skip uh, originally flips out and murders Muffy because there really was kind of some kind of class, you know, you're getting the inheritance, not me kind of thing. So, but now my idea was much better. Well, and the, the producers decided they kind of wanted to leave it on a more upbeat ending regardless. And actually they went and filmed that final scene, uh, with Nan and the, uh, and the, uh, jump, what the heck is it called? Jack in the box, uh, much yes. later, which is why all their hairstyles are so wildly different. Yeah. I, you, I had no idea that was Nan. Yeah. I was like, what's Catherine Deneuve from The Hunger doing in Bar Harbor, Maine? Well, it's like, again, Nan, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Nan was unrecognizable at the bottom of the well, and now she's unrecognizable uh, murdering poor uh, Muffy in her bed. So there you go. Yes! Now, ironically, there's a scene where Skip, Griffin O'Neill, is fooling around on the boat which he thinks causes Buck to be horribly disfigured. Like, later that year, this is a sad story. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Later that year, high and or intoxicated, Griffin O'Neill is driving a boat with Francis Ford Coppola's son, Giancarlo uh, Coppola, and he tries to, like, cut in between two boats that are in front of him, not knowing that there was a line going across connecting the two boats. Oh, this is going to be a ugly. bad situation. Poor old uh, Giancarlo Coppola. That's it. Yikes. I don't like that. It's a sad situation. It's not, it's not funny. Let me tell you. Um, this movie's storyline has been likened to uh, Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians or... And oh, then yeah. Were and then there were Amy Steele as kid actually makes a reference to Agatha Christie at one point. Oh, I yeah. missed that. Well, it's that same kind of thing where, spoiler alert, and then you're, and then uh, there were none. You know, one by one, the people die. And the reveal right. is, spoiler alert, that. Yeah, because eventually everyone's right. dead. So you're like, what? Right. The reveal is one person you thought had already been killed was actually not killed and was actually the killer. Right. Spoiler alert. That's a great story, though. If you haven't read it, I, I guess you have no reason to read it now. I just told you what it is. But uh, that's... <laughs> no, I never liked that because I'm looking for I'm trying to solve that. So I always thought that was a trick. That was too, that was a tricky thing because I'm always trying to solve the Agatha Christie's. But it's always the person that you least No, there, there's truth to that. There's no way you could figure it out. There's no clues left behind. But. Right. I'll tell you what, because I'm kind of like that too. I'll watch a movie and you're trying to figure out the, the mystery. And the, ki the killer right. is when it's like, oh, just some random guy we've never met before? Yeah, after all this buildup. Right. Like, th th don't tell me it's a suspense thriller if, if the identity is not important. That's all I'm saying. Just, yeah, exactly. just show me that it's Hannibal Lecter. 
Don't don't give me the yeah, sound. You right. bastard. The sound situation. Uh, now Deborah Foreman, who played Muffy, initially they didn't want to cast her. Her first audition was so lousy. They kept looking for somebody else, and she begged them for a second audition, and that knocked their socks off. So she said, "Well, okay, you're hired." It's kind of similar for the guy. I mean, she was perfect in Valley Girl, but I mean, I think her acting's about on par with everybody else in this delightful oh, no episode. Question. Um, the guy who played Harv was actually the last one cast, and they had a hard time finding somebody. So, whereas the rest of the cast. How could they have a hard time finding someone? These are all clearly be they had a hard time finding someone who will take their low low prices. Is that? What I guess was? you could say they had a hard time finding somebody they liked. I mean, I, they, there were plenty yeah. of auditions. I'm sure it wasn't like they're like we can't find anybody. Literally, nobody's auditioning for this. <laughs> There's no one what in do Hollywood. Do? Um, so while the so God. so. So they, they they're like, let's find a Jimmy Stewart impersonator. Hey, Yay. How, about, how about some how about some Campbell's soup? There you go. That's my Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart goes to Bob Harbor instead of Mister instead of hey, Mister hey, goes to Washington. I'd like to plow your field. There you go. Oh there you go. God, I, I I feel we've just violated his. That's oh, that's about Lord. as good as it gets. Uh, so my point being is that whereas the rest of the cast was supposed to meet up for like a week and kind of get to know each other, so they had kind of a rapport. He showed up literally the right. day of casting, which worked because he's kind of a weirdo and an outcast with his weird accent. Yeah, that, I would agree with that. Now, this movie uh, also continued the long tradition of tying a horror movie to a holiday or something along those lines. Started way back with Halloween. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my more favorite uh, film series, the Friday the 13th series. This movie was produced by Frank Mancuso Jr., who also produced... The Friday the 13th. The 13th. Which is also yeah. why Amy Steele was brought back to be the final girl once again. Well, really, Kevin, my, the favorite of all the holiday horror movies of mine is Arbor Day. Have you seen that horror film? I have not. <laughs> well, if it hasn't been made, we clearly need to come up with something. Arbor Day... Or Earth Day. That's another fantastic Groundhog Day. Film. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day. That was yeah, a bit of a horror. It was. Other films <laughs> in this series include like Prom Night. There's actually one called Graduation Day. My Bloody Valentine. Oh, my God. Uh, Slumber Party uh, uh, Massacre. Uh, Super Senior. Fifth, fifth year of high school. <laughs> I'm being retained again. Yeah, basically. That's uh, right. Uh, sorry, mom. I'm gonna need another semester to graduate college. It happens. It drives people to murder. Um, the French title for this movie was not April Fool's Day because, believe it or not, they don't celebrate April Fool's Day anywhere else. What? So in French, uh, the title was Weekend of Terror, or in the original French, Weekend of Terror. Le weekend. Uh, while in Germany <laughs> it was titled The Horror Party or I'm Horror Party. There you go. Well, that well that works with my my uh, German fake uh, Lacroix I'm drinking right Delicious. now. Delicious. Any other thoughts and feelings before we move on with our lives? I really have no thoughts, nor do I have any feelings. Uh, it was it was entertaining because it was just so stupid. <laughs> it was it was fun. It's not the best thing you'll ever see. But you know what? No. We're all sequestered. We're all quarantined. You could do worse. Okay? You could do worse. That's they actually right. made a, uh, a, not a sequel, but a remake, April Fool's Day, oh, where it's basically on an island, and that's where the similarities end. So there you go. Good times. <laughs> Is that like based, based on, on a story? true story? Yes. There was a murder with a guy and a girl. That's what that's what it was. But if based you want to freak out, uh, one of the actors in it, her name was Jennifer Seibel, and her current name is Jennifer Seibel Newsom, because she's married to our governor. Oh, oh. Yep. check it out! Came that. out in two thousand eight. So good times. She played Barbie. So All there right. you have it. 
Barbie. Thank you for joining us. Go to our page on uh, Facebook at the podcast that would die. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast TW Die. Email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Uh, like, share, subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And Aaron, you are on Twitter as well. The Cult of Aaron. And did I tell you I went to junior high with a girl named Farah who had feathered hair like that? That's lovely. Fawcett. I don't sure. Uh, what does that have to do with anything? But <laughs> it has to do with eighties. Is it the connection to Ryan O'Neill? Is that what's what's happening? Anyway, so thank <laughs> you for joining so. us and be well. <laughs> Later, skaters. Don't go outside. Stay at home and stay Run, at home. Kid. Run, kid. It doesn't mean I love you, kid. It doesn't, it doesn't mean. <laughs> it doesn't mean grab twenty of your of your children and go stand in line in front of Costco for six hours, or go to a crowded beach and, and, and spread your contamination to everyone. Sit your ass at home like we are and watch Netflix.